welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, of course, Tim and Julie Harris. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's a pleasure and happy birthday. Oh, thank you very much. And Julie's birthday, for all of you listeners who are thinking about uh, getting Julie something for her birthday, it's this Thursday. So, you know, there you go. And uh, just absolutely positively... All is acceptable. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Very good. So, you know, the topic of today's radio show is something that I've been wanting to present or have Julie and I present to you guys for a long time. It's the heart, it's at the heart of really what stands in a lot of um, agents' path to becoming successful consistently. And it's the idea that a lot of you guys are resistant to the concept of being considered salespeople. You see this manifesting in a million different ways, and we're going to talk about that on the radio show today and probably tomorrow. But the essence of the question is that you have to ask yourself is what is your mindset about being considered a, salespeople, a salesperson? You know, what is your mindset about people that are professional salespeople? So it's funny. I, uh, full confession, I remember you know, Julie and I sold over 100 houses our first year in real estate when we were in our early 20s. Now, this was, you know, 15 years ago, 20, no, it was 20 years ago. Dear God, how old am I? Happy birthday. It's more, <laughs> more than 20 years ago, right. So um, in that first year, we were not confused whatsoever about the fact that we were salespeople. It was our job to help somebody transact, you know, by or sell. And I think in retrospect, because I, I run into folks that are budding Tim and Julie's, you know, uh, coaching clients that have the potentiality of being really extraordinary in this industry. And, and one of the common elements is they're not confused about what their role is, the fact that they are salespeople, whereas other folks that we come across, uh, coaching clients, people that are prospective coaching clients, they don't realize that the main thing that's standing in the way is their mindset about being a salesperson. So what we're going to ask all of you to do is open your mind and be honest with yourself what do you actually consider yourself? What is your mindset about being considered a salesperson? What does that actually mean to you if you were to own the fact that you're a salesperson? So that's the focus of today's radio show. And I want you guys to take notes. And then, of course, like every radio show, please share this with as many fellow real estate professionals as you can. So, Julie, let's just jump right into the content. Sure, you got it. So here's a great quote. Abraham Lincoln said, whatever you are, be a great one. It's an important lesson for salespeople who want to be called anything but salespeople, and here's why. So of all the salespeople that we've known and met and taught in the last 20 years, the most common characteristic amongst them was a clear understanding of exactly who they are, what their job was every day, and what it meant to actually sell. That's not a dirty four-letter word. It, you know, it's okay to sell. That's your job. While most of them had written business plans with clearly articu- and articulated their goals, the overriding trait was a clear vision of their role as a salesperson in their industry. So this is amongst the most successful people that we've known, coached, colleagues, etc. They were clear on what their job was. No great salesperson that we've ever met 
has actually tried to do something else or tried to be something or someone else other than a great salesperson, which is why it amazes us to hear that so many salespeople try to be pseudo-attorneys, proto-financial advisors, or neo-consultants. They twist themselves in knots attempting to be known by nebulous names like advisor, consultant, solution provider, all that kind of stuff, even expert. You know, this and that, all these extra labels that you guys give yourselves that is not salesperson. But Tim, I mean, the fact is, of all of the different jobs and positions in the world, who are the wealthiest, biggest earners in the world? Well, we're going to get to the simple facts, but the reality, reality is, is the highest income earners always have been and always will be salespeople. And by salespeople, I don't mean the guy that's selling you Ginsu knives. I mean by uh, every single professional. Every, if, if I were to ask you guys, I did a conference call earlier today, and I asked this question because we were talking about this topic. I asked, uh, who are the people that you admire most? From history, current history, doesn't matter. The names that you maybe model yourself after. And the names that um, on this particular call, someone said Hillary Clinton, somebody said uh, Warren Buffett, somebody said a couple of people I've never heard of before. You know, some folks talked about... Um, you know, just different folks from you know, religious uh, leaders, you know. Someone said Jesus Christ. I mean, someone was trying to basically challenge me and like try to prove me wrong by throwing out some of those names. And I, I said to them, okay, so you tell me exactly how those people weren't salespeople. In other words, um, who are the folks, of all the names you've mentioned, Warren Buffett, for example, he's a great salesperson. Obviously, he sold people into you know buying the shares in Berkshire Hathaway way back when. But beyond that, he's actually sold his partner and all the other folks that helped him to make that company a reality. I mean, any politician, especially one that's considering uh, running for president, is definitely a great salesperson. Any religious leader. I mean, Jesus Christ had to sell people on um, Christianity. I mean, even before he, it was really called Christianity, he had to sell people on his beliefs. Anyone and everyone that's ever had a significant impact on the lives of their immediate family, and of course, you know, in the examples I gave you, millions if not billions of people were great salespeople. I'll go as far as to say that even great physicians are great salespeople. Great educators are great salespeople. Great anybody is great because not what the actual uh, thing that they're doing, but because they're good at selling people into the belief that they're the ones that they want to be transacting with. So we're going to, again, be drilling down all this. But, Julie, you know what's interesting? I was going to ask you this question. Um, so sure. Julie's parents were both school teachers. Her dad was a high school – well, both of her parents were high school teachers and very, very successful teachers at that. Uh, you didn't grow up in an environment, Julie, and this is the thing that I think affects a lot of the um, agents that we coach uh, if they have issues with calling themselves salespeople. You didn't grow up in an environment where – say, being a salesperson was necessarily a career goal or wasn't anything that you necessarily pursued no, as a lifelong ambition, not. being a great salesperson, right? Um, and I didn't either. I mean, truthfully, I mean, even though my dad was in some form of sales, it wasn't something that he really took uh, ownership of to the extent that maybe he could have. It was more, his, his perspective was more of being a consultant. And so if, if you look at really the success that people do or don't have, it really is rooted back to these core level beliefs. So, Julie, go ahead, please. That's right. So why is it then that most people in sales positions actually fear being called a salesperson? Well, they have actually tragically misunderstood their career choice. They themselves see salespeople in terms of caricatures. And, and I've had coaching uh, calls like this, Tim, and I think that you have too, 
where you ask, you know, why is it that you're not making more outbound calls with us, lead follow-up or prospecting? Well, I don't want to seem like a salesperson. Really? What is it that you do again? Aren't you a salesperson? It's because, and then we dig deeper and we find out that their mindset about salespeople is that they're slick, they're slimy, they're sneaky. They deride sales as trying to convince people to buy things they don't want or maybe even to trick them. Oh, we're going to trick them into making a purchase they wouldn't have done on their own. They protest that they couldn't possibly deliver great service to their clients if they were selling all the time. And the interesting thing is, Tim, when we talk to our clients about this, I, I always, you know, usually this comes up in the context of learning to prospect. And they say, well, I don't do it because I don't like to be bothered by salespeople and telemarketing calls and that kind of thing. Well, that goes into this mindset that you're trying to talk somebody into something, into buying something that they don't want to buy. Well, let's stop on that for a second. Real estate is, that's completely different than somebody calling to sell you Ginsu knives or ask for your credit card information to buy but, some but stuff Joy, I'm, that you've never I'm heard a, of, right? Let, totally let's different. Drill, let's, let's drill down Service even further on that. Mm-hmm. Let's drill down even further on that. The fact is everybody likes being sold. To, to say you don't yeah. like being sold, that's not true. You don't like being sold by somebody who's not good at it, <laughs> right? Or to be sold I mean, something that you have no interest in, right? But you sell real estate. People want to buy and sell homes. It would make sense that you talk to each other. Right. Well, you can't really sell something to somebody that they don't want. You might have to create the need for that's what true. it is first, but you ultimately, unless you have a knife or a gun in your hand, are not going to get them to separate with their money. No. So when you're selling something, you're selling something that they already perceived that they need, or you've done a really great job of selling them something that they didn't know they needed before they needed it. But I'll tell you that the easiest thing to sell is something that they already perceived that they need. So um, again, going back to this conference call I did, uh, an, uh, an interesting book I'm reading right now talked about the fact that 70% of all self-made billionaires, so this, we're using modern examples are of, of folks, were in, uh, in direct sales. In other words, they have extensive background in doing the type of sales work that we train a lot of you guys to do. Direct sales, working directly with customers, working directly with be it, you know, business customers or actual consumers. In other words, they know that they had to become the masters at selling before they actually could dominate in their chosen industries. So when you're looking at really the essence of what makes somebody a great salesperson, it's the acknowledgement that they have to become the master of sales skills. In other words, they know they have to really absolutely positively become an old example, but a great one, the Tiger Woods of sales. They have to be the Michael Schumacher of sales. You know, pick your sports analogy of sales. Are you having that mindset or are you resisting it? Do you find yourself, as we talk about the idea of you being a salesperson, a really, really good one? Are you finding that being a little bit, eh, not for me, Tim, not so sure? Or are you saying, well, okay, tell me more. What does that actually mean for me to be a really, really great salesperson? But, but here's the question, and we're going to get to that in a second. But here's the question. How would you feel if you actually said, my mission is to be the world's best salesperson? If you actually owned that, if you stopped resisting it completely, if you just said to yourself, I am going to be the world's best salesperson. I'm going to be the best real estate person. I'm going to be the best fill-in-the-blank type salesperson. Nobody that ever came before me or ever come after will be more skilled at helping folks transact, you know, buy or sell a home because of my master, ma- the mastery I have of my sales skills. Folks are going to be attracted to me and they're going to write stories and, and sing songs about me around the campfire. I'm so good at what it is. It, it, 
at this chosen specific uh, path of mine of being a great salesperson? What if you were to have that kind of mindset? When you look at the agents that succeed long-term consistently, it's because they start out by mastering the sales skills. Now, by start out mastering the sales skills, what do I mean? They never forget the fact that they are salespeople. The people that struggle in the business and the people that are attracted to whatever the latest fad or gimmick is, um, buying buyer leads, uh, you know, any kind of buying of leads, those people have resisted the fact that they're salespeople. You'll notice, without a doubt, anytime you run across someone who is uh, attracted to whatever the latest whiz-bang gimmick is on how to you know, essentially build their business, you will almost certainly see somebody that resists the concept that they're a salesperson. They have some sort of hang-up about that, and because of that, they've never learned and accepted the fact that they have to master sales skills, and so they're relegated to buying leads, essentially being hacks. Now, if you look at the best folks in our industry, they, if you went up to them, and I've interviewed these, a lot of these guys are our coaching clients, um, through this radio show and other things we've done, you've been exposed to these folks. And I'll often ask them straight up, do you consider yourself a salesperson? Every single time they'll say yes. Without a doubt, they consider themselves salespeople. Now, if I were to interview uh, you know, someone who's just an average producer and I'd ask them the same question, you know what their answer would be? No, I'm a consultant. No, I'm a buyer's agent. Right. No, I'm a you know, home staging certification, whatever. They're not a salesperson. The last thing they'd ever do is say, I'm a salesperson. Hey, listeners, I'm a salesperson. That's what I do. I'm a real estate coach. That's my primary profession. But I'm a salesperson. I'm selling on coaching calls. I'm selling you on you. I'm selling you on the fact that you can master this. You can essentially accomplish all your goals through this incredible industry. I am a salesperson. Julia is a salesperson. All my coaches that work for us are salespeople. And obviously, so can you. And so you have to accept that everything you're looking for is standing behind the acceptance of, I am a salesperson. Jules? Well, so I think what you're saying is that being a great salesperson or being great at sales is not a trick. It's not a manipulation. See, great salespeople understand that selling means fulfilling people's wants and needs. You're providing a high level of service. Great salespeople know that they are helping their clients solve a problem and find a solution. And I think that that drives at the very mindset that struggling agents have. If they don't get that great salespeople understand their job as a salesperson is to fulfill their prospects and clients' wants and needs. When they sell their product or service, in this case, your real estate services, the, the great salespeople in our industry do so with full ethical confidence that their offering is the best choice to fill the customer's needs. And this comes out in uh, most prevalently walking, at least what I see, and um, you've got stories of this too, Tim, when you walk up to that listing appointment, are you saying to yourself, do you actually believe that you are the best agent for the job of helping this person? Or are you saying, well, you know, I'll go on three appointments this week and maybe I'll take one. We'll see if we hit it off. I don't want to be a salesperson. I don't want to be too salesy. Or are you saying to yourself, I am the right person to fulfill these people's wants and needs in real estate, and I am the best agent for the job of listing and selling this house. This is my next listing. That may be the very thing getting in the way, not to mention the skills behind it. See, that's the thing. You've got to build the skill to be able to say that to yourself. So selling by its very nature has to involve mutual benefit. 
So we know as salespeople, you're not out to harm others. Some of you guys have in your head that being a salesperson must mean that somehow. You don't expect the coffee barista to spit in your coffee or your pharmacist to put poison in your prescription, and yet they're salespeople too, okay? So remove from your mind that salespeople is somehow bad for society. That's a really tragic thought considering how often we all actually need salespeople. You know, you go to buy a new car, you actually want that salesperson to know their stuff and sell you on their product so you're not confused anymore. It just makes sense. Keep in mind that some of our greatest contributors and leaders have been natural salespeople. They were not confused about this. President Roosevelt or Reagan, they were salespeople who sold their vision of the future and were elected and reelected with landslide support. Perhaps that's because they were not confused about what their job was. Donald Trump, Jack Welch, Steve Jobs, other captains of industry constantly sell their products. They sold to people who are lined up and to this day are lined up to buy their products. It's the salespeople that make it possible to employ millions of people, create shareholders' value, build globe-spanning companies. Musicians need people to sell their music to fans. We all listen to music every day. Somebody sold you on that. Are they evil? Are they bad? Are they manipulating you? Or did they fulfill your need to listen to that great music. Artists survive on the sales of their pieces, and even the insurance company that maybe your sister or cousin works for sells its policies to help you and your friends and your clients have financial security. So check your mindset about this. Sure. So I'm going to tell a a quick story. So a listing appointment. Mm -hmm. This was forever ago, but it's still a great story. I got called out on this uh, doctor, and he was a very, very famous cardiologist. And this was in New Albany, Ohio. And this guy had this massive mansion, one of the most desirable places in this area called New Albany Country Club. His name's Dr. Paula. He probably still lives there. So prior to the listing appointment, like any good realtor, I did my pre-qualifications, went to property records, and found out this guy had something like 500 properties, at least. A ridiculously huge portfolio. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was was incredible. Page after page of property. It wasn't like your normal CMA. It was like, when will this end? I can't believe these addresses. I remember. Right. Yeah. I, and we're getting called out on this listing appointment. So here's the story. Okay. So we, you know, drove up the driveway, parked. You know, it's this big, long, circular horseshoe driveway, and um, knocked on this door. If you guys ever been to really large sort of estate properties, you've ever noticed the front doors are just like ten times taller than they need to be. Well, such like was the case with door. this one. Right. So, boom, boom, boom. The big and, and the door knocker itself, I remember, was about the same level as my forehead because obviously they had to put the door knocker in some place that was proportional to the rest of the door. This big mahogany door, and you knocked on it. It was like something out of a movie. So, bump, bump, bump. Okay, so then the door slowly opens. This is all, (laughs) I remember this as clear as day. The door slowly opens, and then there was a butler that let me in. Okay, Mm -hmm. a butler. Who has butlers? So the butler leads me to this sitting room. Now, the, the story even gets funnier. So I'm sitting in the sitting room, and of course this room itself is just ridiculous proportions too. I mean, it's huge, everything's ceilings are, I don't even know how tall, and the walls were covered with silk wallpaper. The window coverings were just, I mean, it was incredible. Um, the furniture itself, this was kind of funny as I'm remembering, the furniture itself was even larger proportions. So, you know, I was sitting in this wing-back chair, and I, I, it looked like it was almost like I was in a fun house, because was, I was sitting in this you know, I, I'm not a, I'm a normal sized person. I was sitting in this chair and I look like an infant, you know, anyway. So I'm sitting there and this whole thing, I'm already nervous to be on this appointment. You know, we're not very many years into the real estate business. And I'm sitting here waiting for this doctor to show up and I'm sitting in this sitting room and, 
you know, I'm looking around and I, there was no, I wasn't there to list that particular property. I wasn't even certain what he was calling me out to talk to. He just, you know, I got word that he wanted to talk to us about listing some properties for him. So I didn't know whether it was going to be 500, whether it was going to be five, whether it was going to be whatever it was going to be. So I was sitting there long enough for me to really, really get nervous. And uh, so in he walks. And a very uh, classy uh, gentleman, you know, normal looking, nothing really extraordinary about him, but an absolute gentleman. Sat down, started talking with me, and he must have sensed that I was nervous as hell. <laughs> he must have. Because he, I, we, I started going in, and this was not a normal listing presentation. This was more of just getting to know you, you know, kind of thing. So, um, He's again, since I was nervous, and so then he started talking to me. I, I didn't realize until it was after I left that he actually was trying to make me less nervous, which is kind of interesting. Um, so he then starts telling me a story. I already knew he was a cardiologist. I guess he didn't know I knew he was a cardiologist. Um, how he made all of his money, by the way, wasn't for me being a cardiologist. It was a totally different story, but I could tell you guys that on an individual basis, um, hundreds of millions of dollars. In any event, so we're sitting there. He starts telling me a story about how he and I are in the same business. <laughs> he goes, "I'm a cardiologist." I thought, "Okay, what do you mean by that?" And I said, "So you're?" I don't. I was confused. And he, he, I probably even said, "I'm confused." And he said, "Well, I'm a cardiologist." And he said, "I chose to set up my practice. Um, you know, it wasn't in New Albany, Ohio, but it was near New Albany, Ohio, in an area. This is what he told me. This is a true story where I knew I'd have a thriving practice." And so I researched different parts of the country prior to deciding on this particular area um, based on the likelihood of my business succeeding. Um, and he chose an area where there were a lot of smokers, there would be a lot of demand for people, uh, for a cardiologist, smart business guy, right? I mean, it is what it is. But then he went, to, and then he went to, uh, into this explanation how he and I are both salespeople. And so I, I was thinking to myself, you know, wow, this is really an incredible experience because here's a cardiologist who has hundreds of millions of dollars who he was educated at like Harvard and all this, and he's telling me he's a salesperson. So, you know, I'm obviously very engaged in what he said. And, he, and then he explained, so I have to sell people into procedures. That's what he said to me. Now, remember, a cardiologist is not a heart surgeon. The cardiologist is selling someone into maybe having some sort of procedure done, but he's not the guy doing the procedure. He's doing the testing. But I, so he said, I have to sell people into the procedures. They don't naturally want to have me poke and prod and do all these tests, even if insurance is paying for it. So I have to sell them into um, doing these heart procedures. And I'll never forget that. At that very moment, whatever uh, remaining beliefs I had about uh, negative thoughts I had about being a salesperson just instantly evaporated. And he, you know, it was a huge blessing, and he ended up doing lots and lots of transactions with us, which was even better. But the, the takeaway lesson was, here was this, you know, very, very successful gentleman who, in my traditional way of thinking, would have been as far as away from being considered a salesperson as humanly possible. And here he was telling me that he thought of himself as a salesperson because he had to sell people on doing um, procedures. So as I tell that story to you guys, 100% true – um, what do you think? I mean, does that change your mindset like it did mine about how you consider yourself and what you consider yourself to be? Do you realize that, for example, had Dr. Paula not considered himself a cardi or not considered himself a salesperson, what would that have resulted in? If he wasn't willing to um, use sales skills 
to help convince people to do the right thing, it's pretty obvious, right? So there'd be a lot of people, hypothetically, a lot of people having a lot of worse health problems with their hearts. There could have been people dying. He obviously wouldn't have made as much money. He wouldn't have been able to employ the people that he was able to employ. He wouldn't have been able to fill in the blank positive thing if he wasn't and hadn't been willing to accept the fact that here is that he was a salesperson. It's fascinating, isn't it? So the mindset is, uh, if you accept the fact that that is what you do, by the way, it's what your real estate license says. Uh, I'm not sure about every state, but sales virtually license. every state, sales it's a sales license. license. That's right. Yeah. So if you accept the fact that you're a salesperson, and if you accept the fact that your highest and best use is mastering the skills, skills necessary to help people transact, the other side of that is everything you're looking for. So the question I asked you guys was, if you were to accept the fact that you're a salesperson, if you were to start seeing yourself as salespeople, how does that make you feel? How does it make you feel? Does it make you, if, if you realize that that is what I have to do, I have to accept the fact that I'm a salesperson, I have to master the skills of a salesperson, does that make you feel good or bad? Chances are it makes you feel great because it removes all the confusion. It removes all the bullshit about um, what you're supposed to be doing. And also, it gives you clarity of purpose. You're no longer, you know, the whole idea that you're not a salesperson, look at all the behaviors that follow that. You are afraid to learn how to sell, for one. That's the obvious one. And as a result of that, what, what then happens? You are attracted to gimmicks. You are attracted to buying leads. You're attracted to everything and anything that makes you... Uh, you know, basically reinforce the concept of not being a salesperson versus if you just accept the fact that you're a salesperson. People want to hire salespeople. People want to buy stuff from salespeople, good salespeople, not bad salespeople. The bad salespeople are what everyone wants to avoid, so become the best one that there ever was. Start with that mindset. It's liberating. It was for me. It will be for you. What would you be able to accomplish in your life if you just accepted the fact that that is who you are and that is what you do professionally, how does your life change? How does your outlook change? How does your approach to your business change? How does your approach to the decisions you make with regards to your business change? If you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to become the best damn salesperson that there ever was. I mean, Julie, you've had coaching calls like this before where folks have kind of mm -hmm. had that little epiphany, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first step is coming to terms with what you're actually there to do, which is provide a service, provide be uh, benefit to be giving before you expect to get, and to stop making it so about you, right? I mean, there's a whole ego conversation that goes on, goes on mm -hmm. with this as well. Sometimes you're afraid to be a salesperson because it makes you feel funny, <laughs> okay? It makes you feel nervous because you're maybe out of your comfort zone, well, that's okay as long as you are being of service to others. And once you get out of your own way and you realize that there's power in skill, I mean, Dr. Pollock couldn't sell somebody on those procedures if he didn't know what he was talking about. You'd sniff him out right away if he seemed like a quack that was, you know, didn't know anything about cardiology. You'd know. People know, right? And so some of you guys are not salespeople. It's almost like at the cart before the horse, right? You don't have confidence because you don't want to really be a salesperson, and because you don't want to be a salesperson, you haven't built the confidence. So how do you cure that? Knowledge equals power. Ignorance equals fear. Get the knowledge. Be a salesperson. It is what your license says, and the best part about that is there is no income limit 
like he would have in a regular normal person job. And, you know, keep in mind, we started at the top of the call about Abraham Lincoln's quote. And, you know, he was a lawyer, a storekeeper, a log splitter, postmaster. He was a surveyor. He eventually became president. And he encouraged all of us to be the best of whoever we are, whatever we do. He said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Are you divided against yourself? Are you making it difficult for you to stand on your own two feet because you're in your own way? Come to terms with the fact that you are a salesperson. The highest paid people in the world are salespeople. Dr. Powell wasn't confused about being a salesperson. And he's great at what he does. So listen to Honest Abe Lincoln. Be honest with yourself. You are a salesperson. So since that's the fact, or you wouldn't be in possession of your sales license, and other people believe you're a salesperson, why not embrace it and be the best at it? Because guess what? When you are, that's where the money happens. The more it's you more help fun. others, the higher your income is. And it is far more fun when you just come to terms with that. That's right. If you stop resisting it, if you stop resisting it, if you realize that maybe you've been socially conditioned to loathe salespeople, maybe you have a lot of misbeliefs, myths that you believed about salespeople, it just give yourself just a moment to ask yourself, how would you feel about this profession if you started saying with pride, I am a salesperson? How many of you right now on your business card right on. have words other than salesperson under your name? Right? It's interesting, isn't it? And somehow our industry has basically reinforced that. That, you know, brokers and our you know, different people that sell you guys stuff is reinforcing the concept. That it is weird. It's, to, it's totally stu, it, it's stupid, to be honest with you. Because it, what it is, it flies in the face of what consumers want. You really believe that a home seller doesn't want a kick-ass salesperson listing their house? Of course they do. And if you don't get a listing... It's because you're not good at your craft. You're not the best at your craft. Somebody beat you because of the fact that they were a better salesperson. Master this stuff, guys. It's fun. The other side of it is so liberating, the other side of the acceptance of the fact that you're a salesperson, because then you're very clear on what you have to do. I am a salesperson. My mission in life professionally is to become the best at what I do. There will be no one that's ever been better at sales prior or post my existence. I will be the best. And I know, and remember I told you guys this, 70% of all self-made billionaires have that mindset. You think those two thoughts go together? You think becoming a billionaire, considering 70% were in direct sales of some variety, you think becoming a billionaire and knowing that you are a salesperson, you think those things have a lot to do with each other? Do you think becoming a global leader and being accepting of the fact that you're a salesperson, do you think that has something to do with it? Do you think the fact that maybe you're not living the life that you want, you don't have the business that you want, you don't have everything that you want, has something to do with the fact that you're not accepting of the fact that you're a salesperson? It's an interesting concept, isn't it? It's all about the mindset, guys, and this is something you can easily overcome. If there's anything we can do for you, please go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Again, it's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Hey, are you guys paying attention? I'm doing my best right now to sell you on you and to sell Uh-oh. you on requesting Hell a free alert. coaching call. That's right. It's selling you on a free coaching call so you guys can then consider – enrolling in one of our coaching programs, or at the very least, so one of our great coaches can help you get your heads wrapped around the fact that this 
it, right now, guys, we're at the very beginning stages of what's going to be the best real estate market of our lifetimes. In many parts of the country, there's been a delayed start to this wonderful year, but you guys are already starting to see signs of the tulips breaking through the snow. You're already starting to see signs that it's going to be busier than it's ever been before. Get ready. Start with the mindset that you are a salesperson, not just any salesperson, but the best one that there ever was and ever will be. Anything we can do for you, Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time... Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.